Love is a decision. You decide. Regardless of feelings, regardless of emotion, you make a decision to follow God. It's, it's, an, it's an action. It's an attitude. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. Last Sunday, we dealt with the subject matter of what we would call how God would actually get us to think the way he want us to think. And that was good. That's good. It's just a very short introductory part, but it's something for us to think about. So today we want to look at the discipline part as an introduction to what goes on down in the future. What is this discipline thing? Now we normally start off with the definition of the word. And then we go into the scriptures to elaborate on it and to see what God is saying about it. But let's, let's take a different route today. Let's don't start with the definition. Let's start with what the scripture says about God disciplining us. I've been holding on to this letter since 2007. There's a couple of letters I've held on to, and this is dated May 25th, 2007. And this letter was written to me by a couple who had served through at the church and some years prior to this letter, they unexpectedly left. I didn't know why. And during my 40-some years here, this is nothing new to me. I mean, people come and go, and that's, that's their business, and that's God's business for whatever reason or whatever person that's between them and God. I'm not standing before God for any last one of you. We all have to stand for ourselves. This couple sent this letter sort of as a lead-in to what I'm going to speak about today. Listen carefully. Dear Pastor Kimball, I pray this letter reaches you well and prosperous. My purpose for writing you is to humbly submit to you and ask forgiveness. I should have written this letter years ago when I could have apologized and repented to you and the congregation, but fear stopped me. My intentions were to come and celebrate and honor the homegoing services of Mrs. Kimball, but circumstances prevented me, for that I am truly sorry. Pushing back selfish pride and fear of not being received again, I ask your forgiveness. Pastor Kimball, we were wrong. I was wrong. You were the spiritual head under which we were submitted. But it was not the voice we listened to. Yours was not the voice I listened to. Rather than putting my motives first, I should have listened to the head and shepherd God placed in my life at that time. If my motives are the motives that drove the ministry to which God had entrusted me had been to please him first rather than please myself, 
then no matter what offense I may have felt by anyone or what directions I was given, no devil in hell would have or could have stopped the mission I was given or attempted to interrupt the vision under which I was to uphold. When you ask us to work with blank ministry, I said no. But the spirit of pride and fear are very strong. They're allowed to operate in one's life. I found every deceptive excuse possible not to follow your direction. I was wrong. When you ask us to submit under the ministry of blank, I allowed pride and anger, jealousy, to take control and would not submit to the plans that were given by God and intended for the blank ministry at that time. Rather than submitting them as God's plan, I kept them as my plans. They were not. I was wrong. When you called us and asked us to work with blank ministry, rather than seeing it as a way for God to walk us into the destiny he had for us and go to the next level in him, we said no. We gave every excuse why we couldn't. We were wrong. I was wrong. I realized that several years have gone by and many changes have occurred in all of our lives, but until we ask for your blessings, release, and forgiveness, we do not feel we can freely walk into the destiny God has for us. Although I have asked God's forgiveness, and I know he has forgiven me, I humbly and respectfully ask your forgiveness. Sincerely, my friends. Why did I read that? This discipline matter is a very serious matter, and it's not a surface matter. It's not willpower when you try to discipline or you allow God to dismiss. It's not willpower. I found out that willpower is when you are willingly trying to do something your heart don't want to do. Your heart don't want to do it, but you keep trying to do it. These are the conditions that are set by God. And I'm going to read them right here in Luke chapter 6 first. I'm going to start there with Luke chapter 6. God set certain conditions for us to prosper in. God set certain conditions for us to be successful in. And in Luke chapter 6, I'm going to begin reading here because it, it, it really grabbed me in such a way until I had to read it from a, another version to make sure I was looking at it right. In Luke chapter 6, verse Verse 27, I'm talking about discipline, and this is the introduction that I want to make. In, in verse 27 through 36, I'm going, to, I'm going to read this whole section here. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. Whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from him either. Now, this is hard to take in these two verses right here. Is this for real? Give to everyone who asks of you. And whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. Come on, Jesus. 
Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies, he says it again. And do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he himself is kind to the ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. I read that. I read it. And I want us to deal with these four questions before we move any further. These are the conditions set by God. The first thing I asked was, did Jesus really mean this? Did he really mean this? You know, the Bible is interpreted so many different ways today. And we pick the best translation that sounds good to us. Did Jesus really mean this is the question. The second question I ask, am I disciplined to love like this? This, this, this is not for everybody now. You just don't join the church and start doing this. Am I disciplined to love like this? Another question. Is this supposed to be a habit that I habitually do? Is this something I do all the time? And the fourth one is, what does love mean after all? What, 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 what does it mean? In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, the, the Bible speaks of, of love, that, that we call that the love section in 1 Corinthians 13, 4. And verse 4 says, love is patient, love is kind. That's, that's verse 4. Love is patient, love is kind. But the rest of that talks about what love is not. I'll tell you what it is. It's not, it's what love is not. If, if you just indulge me just a minute, we can go there. In, in 1 Corinthians 13, you'll find out it's all about what love is not. Now, I want to know what love is. Love is not. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 13. Okay, verse 4. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is patient. There are two attributes of love. When, when, when Jesus is speaking here, love is patient, love is what? Then it goes on to say, is not jealous. Tell me what is not. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Love does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong subject. All of that is what love is not. Could somebody please help me to understand what is love? If it's going to take it to do what Jesus says here, if this is the power behind what Jesus is asking us to do, love got to be more than what these guys were singing about it when I was growing up. It's got to be more than, baby, baby, I love you. What is love? Now, I've heard many definitions about love. And I don't believe 
the majority of Jesus' followers know what he's talking about because we don't know what love is. We don't know love's supposed to discipline us. You know, to be disciplined under tutelage of love is to become like Jesus. We're disciplined through doctrines and different aspects of church activities. That's supposed to be the discipline factor. That's, that's not what it is. I want us to get the real true understanding of what discipline really is. That's why I didn't start with the definition of what discipline is, but we will get to that. What, what is love? Did Jesus really mean this? Did he really mean do this? Wow, man. What is love? See, we base our love or hatred of people and things on feelings and emotions. I love you based on the way I feel now. It could change tomorrow. I love you based upon how I feel what? Now. Love is not about feelings or emotions, contrary to what you think. Your feelings got nothing to do with love. Your emotions have got nothing to do with love. That's why God is asking us to do these things that we've been doing by feelings and emotions for so long. It's got nothing to do with that. Love is not about feeling. Love is not about emotions. So what is love? This is the conclusion I've come to. And we'll talk about it. Love is a decision. Love is a what now? Love is a decision. It's got nothing to do with your feelings. If it did, then Jesus wouldn't have went through what he went through. Love has got nothing to do with your emotions. If it did, then Jesus would have never went through what he went through. Love is a decision. You decide. Regardless of feelings, regardless of emotions, you make a decision to follow God. It's, it's, an, it's an action. It's an attitude. And you come to a decision to obey God. That's what it is. If you love God, you come to a decision to obey God. You want to obey God. Even though it doesn't feel right, it doesn't look right, it doesn't appear right, but it's right because God set the conditions by which he wants to discipline us. And God brings the people by which he wants to discipline us. Amen. Obeying God is a decision. Stop depending on your feelings and your emotions. You make a decision to do what God say do. That proves you love God. It's a decision. We personally must make. We personally must make. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.